0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 237. we looking at Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. Let's read our passage. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and high official candace queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem, and was sitting in his chariot on his way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The spirit told Philip, Go and join that chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, Look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Azotus, and and he was traveling and preaching the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Well, this is the story of Philip. We, we started with the story of Stephen, one of the seven from chapter 6. Stephen was preaching in the synagogue, was taken before the Sanhedrin, was accused of blasphemy, shared the gospel, and was murdered by a crowd. Then Philip, another one of the seven from Acts chapter 6. He is part of the group who flees Jerusalem, and he heads into Samaria and preaches the gospel there. So we see uh, Samaritans coming to Christ. In fact, it was such an oddity that Peter and John went up to Samaria to see what was going on, and it was their actions that actually caused the Samaritans to receive the Holy Spirit. This authenticated, the Samaritans can become believers too. Here we see an actual spread beyond even the Samaritans where the uh, Ethiopian eunuch comes to Christ too. So let's pick it up here, uh, verse 26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Now Philip's been in Samaria. He was there when uh, Peter and John came up. And the Holy Spirit came upon the Samaritans. But the Spirit of the Lord says, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So why there? Well, the Holy Spirit's guiding Philip to a specific person. Verse 27. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and high official candidacy, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem. So the Ethiopia that he refers to here, it's what they called it. It's not the modern-day Ethiopia. It's pretty much the area just south of Aswan, Egypt. And in Greek and Roman mindset, it was literally the end of the earth. And it's interesting, if you, you go back to Acts chapter. One verse 8, where Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the ends of the earth. We've just had Jerusalem, the scattering from Jerusalem, and Samaria, and, and now this Ethiopian. The Ethiopia is considered the ends of the earth, so we're actually doing exactly what Jesus said would happen. Now, the king of Ethiopia was considered to be the incarnation of the sun god. It was too holy to deal with anything. So, the country was actually run by the queen mother. And whoever she was, she always had the title Candace. So, Candace is the queen mother of Ethiopia, who actually runs things. And this guy, he's a high official. He runs the the entire treasury, so he's like the minister of finance. Specifically, says he's a eunuch. Now, the word eunuch literally means someone who's been castrated. And often in certain royal positions, a eunuch was used. Reason being is this was to remove any kind of sexual temptation from them. So people that would be entrusted with uh, being in charge of the king's harem... You wanted a eunuch, somebody who wasn't going to be tempted by any of the women. Or in charge of money, you want a eunuch, somebody who can't be tempted with any kind of sexual favor. And often actually it was so common that eunuch actually was used even to just describe anyone who's the treasurer, whether they were physically a eunuch or not. Now this guy probably is because he's described as a eunuch and described as in charge of the treasury. So he's probably physically a eunuch, which is uh, something of note here. says he had come to worship in Jerusalem. So this guy's a Gentile, but he's obviously a believer. He'd come to Jerusalem to worship because he's a believer in Judaism. So he's what we would call a God-fearer. So he is not a Jew, but he believes the Jewish religion. And the fact that he's a eunuch means he's physically disabled, he cannot enter the temple area. Just as the lame man who begged outside the gates to the temple area actually couldn't go in because he was lame. This Ethiopian eunuch, he actually can't go in to the temple area, even though he goes there to worship. So verse 28, he was sitting in his chariot on the way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. That was the normal way you read from the Ancient scrolls, just the the way they were put together, it's, it's hard, you know. Even children today would learn to read out loud. Well, the way our print is put together, it's much re- easier to read silently. So in ancient day, nobody really read silently. Everybody read out loud. So he's reading Isaiah out loud, verse twenty nine. The Spirit told Philip, "Go up and join that chariot." So Philip's just doing what the Holy Spirit's telling him to do. Verse 30, when Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? So he doesn't run up to the chariot and say, Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. He begins with the religious interest that this man already has. He's reading the prophet Isaiah. He's interested in the Old Testament. He's written in Isaiah. So this is where you begin, where the person is already interested. Verse 31, how can I? He said, unless someone guides me. What an opening. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage we're reading was this. Now this is from Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, And as a lamb is silent before its shear, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Now we read this way, we say, we know he's talking about Jesus. Well, the Ethiopian doesn't know that. And so verse 34, the Ethiopian said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Wow, what an opening! Am reading the Bible here, it's clearly forecasting Jesus Christ and say, well, what's this mean? So verse 35, Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that scripture. So he begins with where the man is and then takes him to the gospel. Let me tell you who he is talking about. He's talking about Jesus, the Christ, the one who came and died on a cross as a sacrifice for all, so that anyone who comes to him in faith could repent of sin and receive forgiveness of sin in eternal life. And part of the gospel then is an invitation to receive Christ. So verse 36, as they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So obviously, just as we've seen in the prior uh, presentation of the gospel from Peter is a, a call then for repentance and baptism, so Philip must have given some kind of uh, call for repentance and baptism. Now, verse thirty-seven is not here. Most of uh, modern translations leave verse thirty-seven out because it doesn't appear in the earliest manuscripts. Something it's a later edition, and that's where there is a profession of faith. And it's just because it's not recorded doesn't mean it didn't happen. Obviously, it did. Verse 38, So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way, rejoicing. So, the Holy Spirit guided Philip to the road to encounter this specific carriage heading to Ethiopia with a man who was already a God-fearer. He was already a believer in the Jewish religion. He was primed and ready to hear the gospel. And the Holy Spirit guided Philip here to share the gospel. And this man becomes a believer, and then he carries the gospel down to Ethiopia. Now, we don't have records of any kind of church uh, forming in Ethiopia for a few hundred years, but... You know, we don't know the rest of the story with this man. But he went away rejoicing, taking the gospel with him to Ethiopia. As for Philip, verse 40, Philip appeared in Azetus, and he was traveling and preaching the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. And that's the end of the story for us, it seems, with Philip. He appears to have stayed in Caesarea. We actually see him mentioned again toward the end of the book of Acts. In chapter 21, when Paul travels back to Jerusalem, they travel through Caesarea, and it says, and there was these four daughters of Philip. Philip, who was one of the seven, and these four daughters of his prophesied. So we know he that seems, seems to be where he stayed, because that's about 20 years down the road. We'll see that again. So our take from this is, Well, listen to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will guide us to people, people that he's already been working on, people that he's already set up and made ready to respond to the gospel. And a good lesson here is start where they are, start where their interest is, start where their understanding is, and then take it from there and show them the gospel. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.